Laura friend, and welcome to the Amazing Space podcast. I'm Alicia Mitchell, and whether you are new around here or you've been here for a while, I'm so glad you're here. I love to have a space of my own where creativity has room to breathe and reflections can speak louder than regrets and our relationships can really grow. And that's what Amazing Space is all about. Here, I want to invite you to take some time to connect to the new ideas, to feel comfortable in knowing that you aren't alone, and embrace the general conversations for these very precious moments we have together. It's my hope that you can soon find your special space here each week as we open our arms to new insights and envelop our hearts to the sounds that inspire our soul. So come on in, grab that favorite drink, get comfortable, and let's talk. In my spare time, which in and of itself is comical, who even came up with that? spare time as if it really coincides with spare change I mean people leave that around there's really no care about spare change there's not much thought about it even anymore and there's certainly not people picking it up off the ground that is to me the epitome of spare which is exactly what I do not find consistent with time. I mean, I'm just being real. Time is definitely not sparse. Nevertheless, that's not why I'm here today. But in my spare time, I love to read. I really do. And I would really love if I had more time to read. A couple years back, I made it a goal. I'm going to read two books. And I know, again, comical for those of you who can put away like 200. But for me, in my time and in life, and just kind of really wanting to set something that I could attain, two books. And since then, yes, I have been able to accumulate more and more of those dedicated moments. Thankfully, things like book clubs and ladies groups. I am just waiting to read my next book. Oftentimes now I have to convince myself not to try to read three at a time. Also, a challenge. But I do have to make time to enjoy the works of many great authors. One of my favorites being a lady by the name of Kim Haney. In her book, God Has a Waiting Room, she writes, when you are passionate about something in your own life, you directly impact the people around you without even trying. You don't have to write a book, give a speech, or preach a sermon about your character because your picture 
will paint it. And I did add a little bit of my own wording here. Your spirit will speak it. Your choices will determine it. Your conversation will reveal it. The things and people you are involved with on social media will expose it. And your response to situations you don't understand will uncover the true you. The last several months, I have not been able to get away from the deep calling of fruit. And no, I'm not talking about watermelon. That is my favorite. I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And you may remember back in December of last year, I talked about the fruit of the Spirit on one of my episodes, episode 18. Through the course of time and books and devotions, I'm what we would say in therapy, stuck. The fruit of the Spirit is really a simple concept. I mean, right? Well, that's what keeps me coming back for more. For months, days, moments, situations. And I want to sit and just talk with you about fruit. What this looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, what it tastes like. And yes, what it smells like. Should be a fun time, right? Last week, I shared with you the idea of creativity and how that reveals itself in many forms. The most common being the art of pictures or paintings, maybe a sculpture or a statue. And even if you aren't an artsy person at all, there is still a concept of wonder when you see something of beauty or unique quality that someone had the talent to create. I also reminded you that you are that same wonder, if you will. Being the person you are, the individual God masterfully created. Don't ever forget that. You may acquire different talents. You may have different abilities, but those talents are yours. And I encourage you, use them. However it is, you create beauty. Don't stop pursuing that art you possess because someone needs it. Others need to experience it. It is when we stop finding purpose in our own picture that so many other elements have the potential to damage it. And unfortunately, it takes so much longer to restore that after there has been damage. And I'm sure you would agree. Have you ever met someone or been in contact with people who don't exactly leave that sweet, savoring spirit in the atmosphere? What we see is not that of an appealing fruit. And I hope it's okay that we stay here for a little bit. 
I was intrigued. In the here and now of this concept, this fruit of the Spirit, we are called and we are commanded to exemplify. I kept searching for the missing piece. It seems so simple, I'm sure to you, but I was convinced I had to make a connection. And here with my longing for the clear idea of why it is so hard to find fruit, to find good fruit, to keep it and to nurture it, to use it and allow it to be used without causing harm to self or to others. And that was it, the connection I was looking for. The answer I needed was exactly that, connection. Oh, no doubt there is a great task at hand here, but I realized what we have to understand is that there is almost always a connection infection. When you are dealing with the lack or the lingering discontentment of fruit, Now hold on, this could get bumpy, but I hope it helps. John 15, five through six says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Where you abide will be visible in the fruit you release. And I love this because it it shook me to my core to not only think the fruit of the Spirit is so simple yet so complex when you think in terms of exhibiting those characteristics. And when I realized how to interpret the connection to making that more plentiful in my own life. It's the connection to the vine. It's abiding in him because the word tells us if we do not, it's plain and simple. It withers. And I'm not giving any room for even myself to excuse this place of loss. This is where it gets so difficult because oftentimes it is so easy to blame others. It is so comfortable to see what everyone else needs to do different and needs to do better. It's even more attainable to allow those justifications to interfere with the most important relationship, our relationship with God, the connection to the one, the one who knows all, who sees all, and ultimately is in control of all. Our situations, they become who we are, how we see others, and it creates oftentimes a very distorted view of many pictures. A lot of times we ourselves paint. 
that person who hurt you years ago or maybe a month ago. That friend who disappointed you or let you down can start to skew your vision in ways that you begin to see all potential for new opportunities as bitter. Simply based on the hurt that you hold in your heart, that we can hold in our hearts from years of pain or past or failures. I didn't deserve this. I was done wrong. I was mistreated. I was left forgotten, forsaken. Why am I all alone? All these questions weigh heavy and impact your daily decisions. And before you know it, you become the very thing that you hated. You begin to hurt people from your own hurt. You begin to shatter relationships, tear down others, to try to find something beautiful because you can't see it in yourself. Maybe if they look bad, I'll look better. And what we fail to realize is that taste that that leaves in those around you. It is not of a holy God, a God that created all things beautiful. A God that even in my deepest, darkest, most messed up state still chose to call me. Still said, I can use her. Our God doesn't call things. And I want to even go further. Our God does not call people ugly. Your God and my God in all his majesty and perfection did not create you for someone else to say you hold no value. And if he will not let others say it, my friend, you cannot say it. I know that's a place we ourselves have to create. We have to be so deep in what God has, what God sees, and what God says that it completely changes our perspective. To have and to hold is more than a marriage covenant with a person. It's a covenant with our Creator. And that covenant is kept through those dark places. I know it's hard but it's necessary. And you and I determine if we are willing to hold on to him through it. We have to establish a connection that keeps us close. The closer you are to God, the farther you are away from the voices
So whether you wither is up to you. What you decide in how you fill your space, what fills your space starts with you. Let me encourage you today, it's more than worth it. It's strength, it's promise, and it's a life worth living. John 15, seven through eight says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in ye, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Not only will you be able to just live in peace and experience the peace of God, but he says what you ask, it shall be done. Not a bad deal if you ask me. But what we give and what we must examine, we must do over and over. And we must stay connected. Stay connected in a new way, in a great way. Make it your priority, your desire to create and keep that connection strong every day. I'm right there with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And I can't wait to meet again. Until next time, love without reason, laugh without regret, and pray without ceasing. <laughs>